Hear the gospel of our Savior Christ according to St. John. When the disciples had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. This is the gospel of the Lord. Lord, may your written word be a living word that speaks into each of our hearts and lives this day and for all eternity. Amen. The message of the church, the message of the bishop, is to share the gospel. And more than ever, it needs to be a bright, brave, and beautiful gospel. Now, choosing a bishop can be a demanding task. And in the Church of Ireland, we seem to be choosing new bishops frequently at present. I heard of one electoral college where the members were into their final meeting without reaching agreement. And then a member of the college spoke out. He said, I would like you to listen to a letter from another applicant. It reads as follows. Dear members of the Electoral College, I should like to apply for the vacant position of bishop in your diocese. I have many qualifications. I've been a preacher with much success and also had some success as a writer. Some say I'm a good organizer I've been a leader in most places I have been. I am over 50 years of age and have never preached in one place for more than three years. In some places, I have left town after my work caused riots and disturbances. I must admit that I've been in jail three or four times, but not because of any real wrongdoing. My health is not good, though I still accomplish a great deal. The churches I have preached in have been small, though located in several large cities. I've not gotten along well with the religious leaders in the towns where I have preached. In fact, some have threatened to kill me. 
and even attacked me physically. I'm not too good at keeping records. I've been known to forget who I've baptized. However, if you can use me, I promise to do my best and to serve faithfully as your bishop. After reading this letter, the member of the Electoral College turned to the other members and asked, well, what do you think? Shall we elect him as our bishop? The other members of the college were appalled. They said, you're asking us to consider a sickly troublemaker who's absent-minded and an ex-con? Have you lost your mind? Who signed the letter? Who has such colossal audacity and nerve? Their fellow member looked round them intently and then replied, it is signed, the Apostle Paul. Let me assure you that any similarity to the Down and Dromore Electoral College <laughs> is a mere coincidence. On a more serious note, the members of an electoral college carry out an important and detailed task. And I want to congratulate those involved in the election of David Maclay as the new Bishop of Down and Dromore on a job well done. And I personally am thrilled and delighted having known him all these years. I also want to pay tribute to some people who so often get forgotten the families of those who serve in church leadership. I was delighted to chat to David's mum just before the service, and his dad isn't able to be here as he's not well at the moment. But we are, the men and women we are, very often because of our families. And that is particularly true of David, the son of Rowley and Kathleen Maclay from Donegal. I've had the privilege of knowing them for a very long time and they have stood with David in times of great joy and they've also been there for him in times of devastating sadness. They've modeled the Christian life and upheld their son in prayer every step of the way. 35 years ago, David and I began college together and we quickly became friends. David then married his first wife, Irene, and they were overjoyed when their daughter, Cherith, who read for us today, was born. Within a few short years, joy turned to sorrow when Irene died after bravely battling cancer. The journey through Irene's death and bringing up a young daughter was difficult, while also being a young rector and running the vibrant parish of Kilkeel. And it was during these tough years that David learnt the importance of completely trusting and relying on his Lord and Saviour. Some years later, a young woman called Hilary called to see me and my wife Paula to chat about bringing a Christian festival to Ireland. But very quickly, our conversation turned to finding out more about what sort of person David was. But unbeknown to her, David had tipped us off that this was someone he thought he might like to get to know better. So we were tasked with finding out more about her. Having married and moved to Willowfields, David and Hilary's family grew as 
Cherith was joined by Ruth and Jordan, who have brought much joy and fun to their lives. In the past year, however, with the birth of his little granddaughter, Annie, David now has a new apple of his eye. Just ask him to see the photographs. And while he's still totally besought with her, it is Hilary who has remained a constant rock and inspiration to David. In addition to their leadership roles in the parish and community association and their wider church roles, they jointly lead New Wine Ireland, which is best known for the summer conference week in Sligo, but provides training and events throughout the year. Family is the precious gem of the church. They love, encourage, worry, and pray for us as vulnerable leaders. And I pay, as I pay tribute to the support and love of the Maclay family, I also pay tribute to the families who have had the backs of all church leaders. So what is the new bishop to do? Well, I'm hoping that he's learnt something about the role during his time as archdeacon. Seriously though, it is clear from past experience that David will do many things. But I want to encourage him to keep to the main thing, to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And as the chief shepherd for the people of Down and Dromore Diocese, to encourage, enable, and equip the church to bring this good news to the world. In an era of skepticism and rejection by many of the Christian gospel, he will need to be brave and to offer a bright and a beautiful gospel to all. Our epistle reading, 2 Corinthians 4 and verses 5 to 6, puts it like this. For we preach, for what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of the darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. First, a brave gospel. In his life and in his sharing of Christ, David has courageously sought to change lives through his teaching and explanation of the Word of God and through the power of the Holy Spirit. He has been a champion for the poor. He has spoken out against violence when it would have been easier to stay silent. Paul's words in 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4 are as true today as ever. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel. So it takes courage to shine out the gospel into the darkness of the world. David, in your new role, be brave. An example of a man who bravely shared Christ wherever he went was Bishop Festo Cavendry. He was a courageous African evangelist, widely known as the Billy Graham of Africa. He tells this story about himself from before he became a Christian. He said, I remember leading a group of fighters to attack a Christian family at night. 
We were ordered to do it because they were hardcore resistors. But to my surprise, they loved us. The man said he was not at all afraid to die, for he would immediately be with Jesus. And then he pleaded with us, not for his life, but for ours, that we awake and repent while there was still time. However, we killed him, but he died praying, Father, forgive them and give them time to turn about. We went back to the forest, but the face of that man and his love never left me. His Jesus had found me, and now I want to tell everyone about him. I want to tell everyone about Jesus. When Jesus finds us, he is our inspiration to proclaim the gospel. It is little wonder then that speaking of the man who was killed, Bishop Festo poses these questions. How do you destroy Christians like that? You beat them, they love you. You put them to shame, they think you have given them an opportunity to be creative. You kill them and they win you. Be brave. That's what Jesus told his disciples as he sent them out to make disciples in Matthew 28. You are called to go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And David has often heard that call to go, traveling widely to the Arctic, Korea, Lab Lebanon, Africa, and to Down and Dremore's Link Diocese, the Diocese of Albany in the United States. He will, as bishop, undertake further travel and learn many new things from the lives of brave and persecuted believers. And this will continue to inspire his witness, his teaching, and his sharing of Christ. It is this worldwide fellowship of brave believers that will constantly ignite his passion and stir up your bishop to be a courageous leader and to call everyone in his diocese and beyond to bravely go and make disciples. So I urge you, encourage him in this. Secondly, a bright gospel. You'll have heard in the prayers and in your invitation to this service that today we celebrate the conversion of St. Paul. When Paul first encountered Jesus, it was a bright, blinding light and a word from the Lord that caused him to be struck blind. Later, he was healed, and his eyes, both spiritually and physically, were opened to see the glory of Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 9. Today, more than ever, the world needs to see Christ's glory radiating out into our streets and communities and to hear and experience a bright and powerful gospel message. Bishop David, you are called then to motivate and lead your people to shine out brightly for Christ 
with that good news of salvation. And when Paul wrote to the Colossians, telling them to shine out brightly into the darkness, he was reflecting his own conversion experience. He had been on his way to Damascus to persecute and kill Christians, when suddenly that light shone around him from heaven and his life changed forever. Our society has many hurting, broken, and poor people of all ages who are struggling without hope. Their world is dark. There are those who have successful careers, are financially secure, have loving families, and yet they're engulfed by darkness and feel lost and alone. Matthew 5 and verse 14 in the message version is an inspirational verse to take out this light and hope of Christ. You are here to be the light, to, to be light bringing. You are here to be light bringing, bringing out the God colors into the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city set on a hill. David has never shied away from doing this. And as you find yourself dealing with people and issues of a large diocese, recall your own conversion experience and how God bright, God's bright light broke into the darkness of your light, flooding people's lives with the hope found in the good news of the gospel, bringing out the God colors into the world, that is to be the primary aim of your bishop. Last year, I had the privilege of taking a sabbatical, and I took the opportunity to attend a distinctive leadership course in Dublin. It is a course that accepts participants from many walks of life. Young people setting out on their careers, business people who come seeking refreshment, and inspiration, and some who serve in churches or are setting out to plant new churches. A group of go-ahead and in many ways successful people, one might think, who don't need to hear the gospel message, perhaps because they already know Christ. On the final evening of the course, the re renowned preacher R.T. Kendall came to speak to us. He spoke on the importance of keeping the gospel as the main thing. He spoke of the power and purpose of the gospel and of how the gospel is the power of God for salvation. He reminded and warned us, if we were ashamed of the gospel, Jesus will be ashamed of us. Then in a gathering where it seemed everyone had everything they needed in life, he asked those who didn't know Christ as their personal savior to confess their sins, to invite Jesus into their lives, and to receive the Holy Spirit. After leading us in prayer, he asked those who had received the Lord Jesus to stand. And 10 people stood, having given their lives to Christ. RT had clearly shone the light and the love of the gospel and 10 were added to the kingdom. Bishops and all who know Jesus 
are called to go public and present the gospel message to the world as they shine out their light in Christ's name. And if you are here today and haven't yet put your trust in Jesus, don't put it off. Know this, he loves you. He longs to forgive your sins and to give you hope and a future and life abundant. Today, his arms are open wide, ready to welcome any of us into his kingdom. So be brave and let Christ light up your life with good news. And thirdly, a beautiful gospel. Earlier this month, we celebrated a family wedding. It was my son's wedding. And of course, we love talking about it and talking about his bride, Louise, and how truly stunning and beautiful a bride she was on her wedding day. But as Christians, we have an even more beautiful name to share. A beautiful, wonderful, and powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the hope of salvation. And the one who has prepared a place in heaven for all who confess him as Lord. It is in his name that all Christians are united as we proclaim Christ as the way, the truth, and the life. It is in and through the powerful name of Jesus, through his paying the cost for our sins on the cross, that the darkness of the world is cast out and the beautiful light of Christ brings new life. I love this description from the Message Bible of a bright and beautiful gospel transforming lives. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 6. God said, light up the darkness and our lives filled up with light as we saw and understood God in the face of Christ, all bright and beautiful. Someone David and I both came to know and love and so admire was his late father-in-law, the Reverend Teddy Saunders. On the 21st of October, 1994, he spoke to us on what church ought to be known for. He said this, above all, the church should be known for its love. He continued, we are created to enjoy God. We should delight and love what other people are doing in their denominations and churches. We don't have weapons to deal with the injustices of the world except love. That is why Jesus said, love your enemies and love one another. The Bible makes clear what love is. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And in 1 John 4 and verse 10, this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. God wanted someone to love, and so he made us, he first loved us. We therefore are very precious in his sight. Therefore, Jesus gave this word to those who followed him in John 15. 
and it's an important word for the church today. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. In our own strength, none of us can do. We are dependent on God and the Holy Spirit to empower us, to enable us to love as he has loved us. As David begins this next season of his life as Bishop of Down and Dromore, David, may those words from Teddy guide you as you share God's message of love and salvation. And as you take up your new role, be assured of my prayers and support. And to each person gathered here today, I implore you, pray for this man of God. Pray that God will pour out his Holy Spirit day and daily upon him, and pray that he will always keep close to his Savior and Lord. Pray too for Hilary and the whole Maclay family circle as they support David in his new role. And finally, David, lead with courage. In times of strength and in times of weakness, be brave. Light up the darkness as you continue to teach the beautiful gospel of Christ and reach out in love to build the kingdom of God by keeping to the main thing, sharing the good news of forgiveness and abundant life in Christ. And I pray your ministry as bishop and the ministry of those you lead will bear much fruit for his kingdom. In the name of Christ, amen. Mindful of our baptism, we proclaim the faith of the universal church. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead, the life of the world to come. Amen.
let the authority for the ordination be read. Richard, by divine providence, Archbishop of Armagh, Primate of all Ireland and Metropolitan, to all whom it may concern, greeting. Whereas a vacancy has occurred in the bishopric of the United Dioceses of Down and Dromore, by the resignation of the Right Reverend Dr. Harold Creeth Miller and the Episcopal Electoral College constituted for the purpose of the election of a Bishop of Down and Dromore, having been duly convened and assembled on the fourth day of November 2019 at St. Patrick's Cathedral Armagh, did elect the Venerable David Alexander Maclay, Archdeacon of Down, to be the Bishop of the said United Dioceses of Down and Tremor, and his name having been transmitted to the House of Bishops of the Church of Ireland. We therefore hereby certify that the said House of Bishops did meet on the 20th day of November 2019, and being satisfied of the fitness of the said Venerable David Alexander Maclay, ratified and confirmed the said election and did request us to take the necessary steps to give effect to such election in accordance with the provisions of the Constitution of the Church of Ireland. In testimony whereof, we have hereunto subscribed our name and caused our archiepiscopal seal to be affixed this 25th day of January being the feast day of the conversion of St. Paul in the year of our Lord 2020, the 24th of our consecration and of our translation, the 8th. Signed, Richard Armagh. In the name of God, Amen. I, David Alexander Maclay, chosen Bishop of the Church and See of Down and Moor, solemnly promise all due reverence and canonical obedience to the Archbishop of Armagh and to his successors. Bishops are called to lead in serving and caring for the people of God and to work with them in the oversight of the church. As chief pastors, they share with their fellow bishops a special responsibility to maintain and further the unity of the church, to uphold its discipline, to guard its faith, and to promote its mission throughout the world. It is their duty to watch over and pray for all those committed to their charge and to teach and govern them after the example of the apostles, speaking in the name of God and interpreting the gospel of Christ. They are to know their people and be known by them. They are to ordain and to send new ministers, guiding those who serve with them and enabling them to fulfill their ministry. They are to baptize and confirm, to preside at the Holy Communion and to lead the offering of prayer and praise. They are to be merciful, but with firmness, and to minister discipline, 
but with mercy. They are to have special care for the sick and for the outcast and needy, and to those who turn to God, they are to declare the forgiveness of sins. And so, David, in order that we may know your mind and purpose, and that you may be strengthened in your resolve to fulfill your ministry, you must make the declarations we now put to you. Do you believe and accept the Holy Scriptures as revealing all things necessary for eternal salvation through faith in Jesus Christ? I do. Do you believe and accept the doctrine of the Christian faith as the Church of Ireland has received it? I do. In your ministry, will you expound the scriptures and teach that doctrine? By the help of God, I will. Will you guard the faith, unity, and discipline of the church? By the help of God, I will. Will you be faithful in ordaining deacons and priests and in commissioning readers, and will you sustain them in their ministry? By the help of God, I will. Will you encourage all baptized people in their gifts and ministries and support them by your prayers? By the help of God, I will. Will you be faithful in visiting the sick, in caring for the poor and needy, and in helping the oppressed? By the help of God, I will. Will you be diligent in prayer, in reading Holy Scripture, and in such studies that will deepen your faith and fit you to uphold the truth of the gospel against error? By the help of God, I will. Will you strive to fashion your own life and that of your family according to the way of Christ? By the help of God, I will. Will you promote unity, peace, and love among all Christian people, and especially among those whom you serve? By the help of God, I will. Will you then be a faithful witness to Christ, to those among whom you live, and lead your people to obey our Savior's command to make disciples of all nations? By the help of God, I will. You have heard the testimony of those who present David to be consecrated bishop, and also his own declarations before you. Those who have authority to do so have chosen him as a person of godly life and sound learning. Is it therefore your will that he should be ordained? Yes. Will you uphold David in his ministry? Yes. Because none of us can bear the weight of this ministry in our own strength, but only by the grace and power of God. Let us pray earnestly for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on David. Let us pray also that God will each day enlarge and enlighten his understanding of the scriptures so that he may grow stronger and more mature in his ministry as he fashions his life and the lives of his people on the word of God. Lord, you are merciful and forgive our sins. You hear those who pray in the name of your Son, 
grant that what we have asked in faith we may obtain according to your will through Jesus Christ our Lord. Praise God, who made heaven and earth. Who keeps his promise forever. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. We praise and glorify you, Almighty Father, because in your infinite love you have formed throughout the world a holy people for your own possession, a royal priesthood, a universal church. We praise and glorify you because you have given us your only Son, Jesus Christ, the image of your eternal and invisible glory, the firstborn of all creation, to be the apostle and high priest of our faith and the shepherd of our souls. We praise and glorify you that by his death he has overcome death and that having ascended into heaven, he has poured out gifts abundantly to equip your people for the work of ministry and the building up of his body. And now we give you thanks that you have called this your servant, whom we ordain in your name to share this ministry entrusted to your church. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon your servant David for the office and work of a bishop in your church. Grant to this your servant David grace and power which you gave to your apostles to lead those committed to his charge in proclaiming the gospel of salvation. Through him, increase your church, renew its ministry, and unite its members in a holy fellowship of truth and love. Enable him, as a true shepherd, to feed and govern your flock, to be wise as a teacher, and steadfast as a guardian of the faith and sacraments of your church. Guide and direct him in presiding at the worship of your people. Give him humility to use his authority to heal, not to hurt, to build up, not to destroy. Defend him from all evil, that as a ruler over your household and an ambassador for Christ, he may stand before you blameless, and finally, with all your servants, enter your eternal joy. Accept our prayers, most merciful Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and your Holy Spirit belong glory and honor, worship and praise, now and forever. Amen. Amen.
as we sing this again. This time we will sing, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Sisters in Christ, I present to you David, Bishop in the Church of God. Mr. Dean, the Belfast Cathedral Act states that the Bishop of Down and Dromore shall have a stall in this cathedral, and I request you to install him now in the seat reserved for him here. I, Stephen Bernard Ford, Dean, do receive and install you, David Alexander McClay, 
as Bishop of Down and do ensign you to this stall in this cathedral church of St. Anne and do invest you with all the rights and privileges thereto belonging in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us offer one another a sign of peace. Be present, be present, Lord Jesus Christ, our risen high priest. Make yourself known in the breaking of bread. Amen. Amen. Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed for us. Therefore, Therefore let, let us celebrate, celebrate the feast. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Father almighty and ever-living God, at all times and in all places, it is right for us to give you thanks and praise. Within the royal priesthood of your church, you ordain ministers to proclaim your word, to care for your people, and to celebrate the sacraments of the new covenant. And so with all your people, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing. Blessed are you, Father, the creator and sustainer of all things. You made us in your own image, male and female you created us. Even when we turned away from you, you never ceased to care for us. But in your love and mercy, you freed us from the slavery of sin, giving your only begotten Son to become man and suffer death on the cross to redeem us. He made there the one complete and all-sufficient sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. He instituted and in his holy gospel commanded us to continue a perpetual memory of his precious death until he comes again. On the night that he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks to you, he gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Father, 
with this bread and this cup, we do as Christ your Son commanded. We remember his passion and death, we celebrate his resurrection and ascension, and we look for the coming of his kingdom. Accept through him our great high priest, this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts, grant by the power of the life-giving spirit that we may be made one in your holy church and partakers of the body and blood of your Son, that he may dwell in us and we in him through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom and in whom, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory are yours, almighty Father, forever and ever. Amen. As our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood which he shed for you. Remember that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts, by faith, with thanksgiving. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have chosen and consecrated your servant David to be a shepherd and guardian of your flock and have given him the will to undertake these tasks. Give him also the strength to perform them that you may complete the work which you have begun in him through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. Almighty God, stir up in you the gifts of his grace Sustain each one of you in your ministry, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. David. Keep watch over the flock of which the Holy Spirit has appointed you shepherd. Encourage the faithful. Restore the lost. Build up the body of Christ, that when the chief shepherd shall appear, you may receive the unfading crown of glory.
go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ, amen.